It's time to play the music. It's time to light the lights. It's time to talk aimlessly about the Muppets on today's. We're not affiliated with Netflix. Welcome to KidFlix, the podcast where adults try to definitively rank every kid's movie ever made. I'm your host, Ross Wiseman, and this show is not for kids, so turn this off and embarrass yourself in front of Fozzie Bear and his mom. Uh, My guest today... Uh, he is somebody that I uh, just kind of started following on Twitter because, uh, if possible, he is a way bigger Muppets fan than I am. Uh, he, <laughs> he is the uh, creator and uh, uh, curator of the Muppet History Twitter account. Uh, it's Joshua Gillespie. How are you? Doing good. How are you? I'm doing great, thanks. So, uh, yeah, uh, in fact, one of our past guests kind of pointed me toward uh, towards your Twitter account in like January, and it's been a lot of fun just to see... Uh, all of these really you oh yeah you post multiple times a day just all these really specific uh nostalgia clips from the 70s and 80s of sesame street like so um could you tell me a little bit about kind of what inspired you to start um up at history really the thing that started that i guess inspired me to start it would just be the fact that there really wasn't anything like it you'd like there have always been muppet fan sites that have posted articles about de- detailing certain things but Never to the point of like the actual clips or detailing the history behind certain things. And with a recent biography about Jim Henson that was released a couple years back, it really mm-hmm. reinvigorated my love of just how all of this magic came to be. And with the fact that Disney doesn't seem to <laughs> want to promote the Muppets as well, I figured, well, maybe I can show people just how cool it really is. Yeah, you sound like a regular Frank Oz in that sense. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I completely agree with you. I uh, I grew up uh, back in the days of Blockbuster. Uh, my my parents would get me the Muppet Show DVDs that were then just being released. And it's one of those things where something just clicked in my head. And I'm still not exactly sure. And I probably couldn't fully explain in words why the Muppets mean so much to me. But I think... Uh, at the end of the day, it's just so drastically different from any other entertainment out there. It is obviously this property that is sort of morphed into uh, just a different type of kids entertainment. But the fact that it was this uh, accessible type property that anybody in the family could like, it wasn't necessarily inappropriate, but uh, it's not a thing that is talking down to the kids. No, you're, you're right. Completely. Like, the Muppet Show, as I've gone through and watched, it seems seems like every time I go back and rewatch it, I'm like, oh, I, I didn't catch that when I was 15. I didn't catch that when I was. <laughs> so that kind of adds to it even more. Just as you get older, the more depth you really find in all of it. Yeah, that, that's exactly it. And I, I, it's been a little while since I've watched any of the Muppet movies in full, so I'm I'm trying to think off the top of my head of any moment like that. But I mean, I I think we talked about this uh, almost a year and a half, two years ago when we had uh, our review of the Muppet movie on this podcast, we talked about how uh, in the seventies, the big part of the Muppet movie is that this man wanted to uh, essentially murder Kermit the frog and eat his legs for a restaurant. Exactly. It's, it's crazy. It's this, 
And the fact that after all of this that he's gone through, Kermit still looks him dead in the eye and goes, I think you're a good person. Yeah. You know, it's just this, it's a weird message just in general because it's not like any other kids film where they're like, no, this person is pure evil. And the main and the main or protagonist knows that they're evil. It's mm-hmm. saying, hey, this person's just they're just trying to make their living, but they're doing it the wrong way. Exactly. And uh, uh, the Muppets, they will obviously kind of playfully make fun of each other and bash each other. But it's it's never about who the essence, uh, what their essence is. It's always, oh, you're acting crazy right now. Not that you are uh, a weird person that is uh not deserving of love or admiration like they're uh, like even the the villains in i mean every single Muppets movie that i can think of they're evil and over the top but you still kind of understand where they're coming from and at the end they either learn their lesson or they just like you know fall off a building or exactly. <laughs> or something or get electrocuted it's it's very but much it, just it, a, yeah. it's very much just a family feeling that you can tease each other but it's never done out of the the intent to hurt the other person it's more so just to kind of keep them grounded in a way exactly um do you think uh, off the top of your head do you have a favorite uh, muppet the great gonzo has always been one of my absolute favorites okay. just, just because as a kid, I really was that weird person who would try anything and wanted to just step out of the boundaries. And so having a character like that, that I can just sort of be like, hey, OK, so I'm not alone in this weird mentality. <laughs> and you also uh, had uh, different uh, performances where you ate a rubber tire to the flight of the exactly. bumblebee. Exactly. Or uh, tried to disarm a bomb while... While sitting like fifteen feet up, you know. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I, what did you, what did you think going off of Gonzo? What are your thoughts on Muppets from Space? My thoughts, um, as a kid, I loved it. It was the first Muppet movie I ever saw in theaters, or just saw in general. Like it was the, it was the coolest thing to finally see sure. these characters on the big screen. Um. I I did have a phase where I was like, oh, no, yeah, this is stupid. This isn't good. But then as I've gotten older, I watch it and I'm like, no, this is this is a neat idea. It's answering a question and it's got some really heartfelt moments in it. Yeah. And I it's also notable because so uh, if I remember correctly, uh, Muppets from Space, that was the first movie uh, completely without uh, Jim Henson. Right. It was the it was the third, but it was the first that wasn't like Disney wasn't working with them as well. It was sort of like a, oh okay. It was it was a weird situation. I've been it's something I've actually been researching recently, and the history behind it's just it it was it was originally two different scripts, then became one. It was it's very bizarre how it all became <laughs> what it was. Yeah, I because definitely when you look at it, it's it's not that it's a bad movie but it is definitely jarring from the others especially uh i think the part that stuck sticks out to me the most is that uh muppets from space is the only one that doesn't have any songs whatsoever i mean there's uh, a soundtrack but it's all just kind of uh existing rock music background music yeah also (laughs) also, i think i've talked about this on the podcast but it it heavily features 
And I know this is probably a controversial thing. My two least favorite Muppets, which are um, Rizzo and Pepe. Why would that? Why, why are they not your? Why do you not like them? Hmm. Okay, I want to try to say it in a way that isn't just like mean and will get people to throw their phones across the room. But uh, I think that Rizzo and Pepe. Uh, it's kind of fun when they're together because they, I, f- I think they were created around the same time. Um, uh, but I don't know. I feel like there's just some something missing about them. Like they don't seem to have the same kind of level of um, genuineness and emotions that a lot of the other. They're definitely Muppets. a little more uh, mean spirited. I will say that. But um, yeah, but and that kind of rubs me the wrong way. Just I, a, just a I bit. still f- I feel like with. I feel like Pepe, in a way, was kind of like a weird evolution to Rizzo, and where they are very like they're not they're not bullies by any means necessary, but no, yeah, they definitely have a different style to them. I mean, Rizzo just started out as a nameless rat on the Muppet Show, and then I've always viewed Muppets Tonight, which is where Pepe was introduced as the weird evolution of that show so pepe is the rizzo to mm-hmm. that series and i will say i do like in uh the muppets take manhattan when uh you know rizzo is running uh the pizza place and they're all the rats it's kind of like a pre-ratatouille <laughs> ratatouille they're all just kind of playing around in yeah. the pizza sauce and stuff yeah um, and the, i will get on the, board with that especially the uh animatronics in that scene were just so so wildly inventive yeah and I mean, another reason why I think the Muppets are uh, still fascinating to watch and see any kind of iteration of them is the fact that, you know, like obviously they use CGI to take away the wires and doozer sticks and things like that. But for the most part, they are interacting in the real world with people. And I think the feeling even subconsciously that, oh, that is real, like that isn't just something drawn on a page that the interactions are actual these people are talking with a real character yeah and then when i was a kid and seeing all those pictures of the different um muppeteers uh you know like (laughs) leaning really far down and stretching their arms up and they have the headsets and they're looking at monitors like i think i i was always a kid into you know like how the tv is is made and things and and just understand when I first started understanding how like Sesame Street and the Muppets operated, that was my first real calling card of, okay, this is the coolest thing. Oh ever. yeah, absolutely. I, I would say I was very similar where once I started seeing like Jim Henson and them, I was like, it w- didn't destroy my, like the illusion. Instead it was like, Oh, this is how the illusion is done. This is even more magical. Yeah. Because they made this happen. Kind of like when you when you see uh, those different magic specials and it's like just revealing all the secrets. Sure, it's you, the thing isn't magic to you anymore, but then you kind of have a different elevated understanding of, oh, this is just the technology and just the actual human grunt work that went into creating this piece. It, it gives you a whole new appreciation for it. And somebody who agrees with us uh, is, uh, once again, Frank Oz. Yep. I... Uh, right before we started this conversation, uh, I was reading uh, this article. And for those of you who are uninitiated, uh, Frank Oz, the ori- one of the original uh, Muppeteers who 
grew up working with uh, uh, Jim Henson for 25, 30 years or so. Um, he's been very vocal about how the Disney company has kind of treated and worked with the Muppets since their uh, acquisition. And that was a big thing that I was reading in the article that when there was a new Muppets property, uh, they would go out of their way to make it that just the Muppets are appearing on the red carpet, not like Dave Getz or Steve Whitmire walking alongside uh, their characters with them. And that is one thing I completely agree with Frank on. Like when the Muppets 2011 movie, as I call it, when that came out, I was more excited just to hear interviews with these people. That was the one thing I was like, it has been so long. How do these guys feel? These people who this has been their life for so long and there was nothing just absolutely like even the behind the scenes feature on it. Like I think one or two of the older ones had them occasionally in character, but then they would cut to Dave and Steve and have their perspective on it as well. But there was just none of that with these new productions. It, it's it's just frustrating because I, I think Disney is all about, you know, uh, all of this magic and things, but it comes at a cost. Like uh, famously, uh, when Snow White and the Seven Dwarves came out uh, in the, you know, in the 30s, uh, Disney had a contract with the actress uh, who voiced Snow White, and I'm blanking on her name right now, but they basically in her contract stated that she couldn't really do any other work because they didn't want to break the illusion that Snow White wasn't yeah. Snow White, that she was just an actress. And obviously it's not, <laughs> Disney isn't doing that to the extent uh, with these Muppet performers, but you know, um, these people deserve their time in the spotlight. I mean, uh, I think one of the first that I can remember, uh, uh, Muppeteers that I learned their names was um, Kevin Clash, just because the Elmo documentary, um, probably. Yeah, yeah, the being Elmo documentary, but also he he was one of the only ones that I can think of that you know because of Elmo's popularity he would go on daytime talk shows and things like that, and he would just be sitting alongside Elmo, and it wasn't a thing of I can't believe that Elmo is this fake thing. It's oh my god, I can't believe that Elmo and this <laughs> I can't man believe that Elmo is this side. big black guy. <laughs> exactly yeah and um it's and also the every time if you look up any time that uh, muppeteers have appeared in public with their muppets um they are constantly working it's there's not never a moment where they kind of drop their arm no, the, or they the, kind of let the, the heads will move and Muppet the, go the, idle they'll react to everything that's going on and that's so i think that really comes from jim i think they've all you know inherited that to be always on mentality. He just w put so much care and uh, just specificity into everything that the Muppets did. And I mean, it, it definitely worked out in the long run or in the pretty much long run, but now kind of hoping that this second era of the Muppets fully with Disney, that it can kind of go to a certain place. Yeah. Well, hopefully so. Hopefully Disney will, I'm open to anything. I just, want them to give it a chance totally and you know they, yeah and uh, i mean the muppets series on abc i don't i didn't hate it as much as a lot of people seem to i th i thought it was i thought it was fine i didn't there were parts i didn't like there were parts i really enjoyed but i think the the big issue is disney just expects it to be star wars or be marvel 
mm-hmm. when even when Jim was around, it wasn't that the the Muppet Show was the biggest thing ever, but the movies were never like humongous successes. They were they were just movies that were they came out they were number one for maybe a couple weeks and then that was it that's always a problem when you know your small darling of an idea is the part of this multi-billion dollar conglomerate is that it's all about numbers and sure disney can stand to lose money like they're doing right now with the dumbo movie but oh gosh i haven't even i haven't seen it yet so i i, I haven't seen it either but uh people are seem to be mainly just why did this happen <laughs> um but no i i am totally on board and uh um i think it's just disney has to stop making it about we either have to make stuff for kids or for adults because it, it was never for either it was for both it was always a fi- i mean frank oz will say this in every interview he says we never wrote for kids even on sesame street we just wrote what we wanted to see and i mean that's for anybody that's trying to do any sort of content creation of any sort like that is the key to it if you are trying to create something and the only goal is to make money or get views or whatever sure it might work in the short run but it it people are smarter than you think and they will sense insincerity from a yeah. mile away you know with my muppet history thing i do i mean the biggest thing i fear is people saying something like oh this is just a meme account or something like that so that's kind of why i do dig deep into these obscure topics just to show hey no this it, this is something I'm actually going to care about. I'm not doing this just if I wanted to, I could just post Menomina and things like that every couple of days. Yeah. But no, I, I want people to see what really is out there. Yeah. Like, I mean, we, I quoted it at the beginning of this episode kind of, but uh, you posted one of my favorite things, which is the outtakes from uh, the Muppets go to Disney world where uh, Fozzie his mom and Michael Eisner are doing a weird introduction and Michael Eisner is a terrible actor and can't get it right. It's one of my favorite I, things. I don't know if you saw it, but he retweeted it and said, I, I could never be an actor. This is I did see that. Like that. I, it boggles my mind that you got retweeted by Michael Eisner. It, I, my mind is boggled every day with this dang thing. Like I'll see someone's name and I'm like, how did you find me? Oh, right. Cause that, that, that purse it's, it's like a constant game of a uh, seven degrees of Kevin Bacon where it's like, Oh, this person comes from that person. Mm-hmm. And, and also, I mean, speaking of Michael Eisner, um, I don't really have the notes for this, but uh, I do remember that he, during his tenure as the CEO of the Disney company, he very much wanted the Muppets to have more of a presence. He had this whole plan for, all these different Muppets attractions, obviously based on the success of that Disney World special that he appeared in. And uh, I don't know if you've seen it, Joshua, but for the listeners, uh, there's a great episode of the YouTube series Defunct Land where they kind of go really in depth about... I'm a huge fan of Kevin and what he does. Kevin is great. That episode was hard to watch because I was just yelling. Oh, that whole history, just in general, the whole history of all that with Disney and Henson was just, it was unnecessary. Mm -hmm. Because it's just, you know, these, these guys seeing who can, who has the upper hand and it's just 
so unnecessary and it's like you can iron out the details. And it wasn't the kind of person Jim was when it was going on. No. He just wanted it was very much he wanted a safe place for these characters to be while he went and did like Dark Crystal and Labyrinth and those went and did his his what he wanted to focus on while still knowing his his main his his baby I guess was still safe. Yeah, his ba- we can say that. And I think Michael Eisner, I mean there's a few things he did that I don't agree with, but I think he would be the right person to be dealing with the Muppets today. I think he, yeah, he, I agree with that. Him and Jim were good friends, and I feel like he would have the right outlook. And then uh, I'm trying to remember: didn't uh, Jim's son Brian uh, wasn't he also a big part of the negotiations um, at one point? I feel like that prop. I, I it sounds it sounds like it, but that might have been more so after his death. But yeah, he definitely took over after his death, and uh, Brian is also responsible for the. Uh, the just the movie uh the happy time murders which no one really wants to I feel talk so about. Sad about that movie i know have you seen it yet i have not i know i have it, to because just out is, of curiosity if you watch it just as with from a visual standpoint it is incredible but from everything else it is it's 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 tough yeah, i get it because what i've read about it uh the whole idea is like oh this could have been just a fun kind of, you know, slightly dirty, but kind of like Muppety version of a gritty uh, cop thing. But then it just became, what if puppets had sex? It, it became a thing. Hollywood movie. And that's what hurts is because you watch it and you see just the passion that Brian and the puppeteers still have for this art form. Oh, yeah. And for what his father created. But then you see these the Hollywood people come in and oh, we need an F-bomb here, or we need a sex scene here, and it's we need a Melissa McCarthy there. <laughs> it's just... I will say, I I will I will defend I enjoy Melissa McCarthy her, to I the enjoy end her her. movies, but it just... For this, maybe. This environment is not the right place for her. Where, like, and I, I know this myself from when I've tried to do puppetry, is it's it can be tough to improvise, and she is very much an improv... improv sure improv style comedian and so it very often it feels like she says something and the other puppeteers like how do i uh, (laughs) (laughs) i'm it's on my list at some point and i need to just like when i'm having a weird i I, it can't be a good day it can't be a bad day it has to be the weirdest day possible i'll just be like this is (laughs) this is the night to watch it it's gotta be at like four in the morning oh yeah when you just can't sleep and you're like well, I'll forget most of this in the morning. So. <laughs> and you're like, is the world existing right now? I can't even tell. Exactly. Uh, like, the best part of the movie is the credit scene where they show all the behind-the-scenes stuff, honestly. Because it's it really... it It's what Disney should be doing, <laughs> is showing these people and how, how difficult this art form still is. Yeah, it's... It's hard. I mean, I I used to have puppets uh, when I was a kid, and I would bring them to school. And uh, how well? Um, that let's go? just say, uh, not well, not well, Joshua. I did one not day when I I did when I was in high school for one day. Some people thought it was cool. Some people were like, um, "You're a high schooler." 
So I, 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 I yeah, it's a, it's a hard one. It was right as the uh, the 2011 movie was coming out, so I was like, oh, I can talk about Muppets again. People will like, and then I realized that <laughs> nobody in my school actually was excited for it, and I was like, oh, never mind. Actually, that reminds me. Uh, I just remembered senior year of high school. I, uh, uh, I used to do. I did like the morning announcements, and I worked at my high school's TV station. And by the end of senior year, my teacher was just kind of saying, whatever kind of creative projects you want to try out, you're more than welcome to do it here. So I wrote, uh, filmed, and produced uh, a short film in my high school where I was running a news station uh, that was uh, completely inhabited with puppets. And so I brought every single puppet that I had at my house, and I had all of my friends uh, do the puppeteering for me, and then I later dubbed <laughs> all the voices myself. You dark crystal it, man. So you, and it's probably you the actual people talk. You just were like you're, you're the mouth. Yeah. Well, all of their voices kind of sucked, and I didn't know anything about audio, so oh, like no. I didn't mic them properly. But it is. Uh, I watched it a little while ago, and it's dumb, but it's like creating just puppet Muppet stuff is probably the most it, fun. It I've is. Ever had. It it really is. It's it is. Cause I used to do, um, I used to do reviews on YouTube and I never wanted anyone to act with me. So I just green screened a puppet in next to me there and you it go. was so much fun to do that because it really does. You do feel like a Muppety kind of vibe, like this kind of bounce off of each other kind of fun. Yeah. And, it, and like it or not, you just start thinking in this weird, uh, like vaudeville mindset. exactly exactly yeah um uh well that actually kind of makes me think of so uh uh a couple months ago it's been rumored for uh, about a year or so now but uh disney recently announced that disney plus is coming out which is their own streaming service say what you will about you know the hundreds of streaming services coming out this year i had to subscribe to one today just to watch this new twilight zone series no spoiler i the first one is on youtube so i'm gonna watch that one before i steal someone's password and (laughs) watch the rest of it but but yeah uh i mean i can go on and on about how ridiculous all the streaming stuff is but the one good news is that uh it's been rumored and i think it's been confirmed it's it's basically been confirmed but it doesn't like the story that came out got like never got like officially confirmed. So so the long and short of it is that their Disney Plus is creating a quote unquote reboot of some Muppet thing. So some people are saying that's going to be, you know, a, uh, like the Muppet show, a variety show. Some people think it's going to be closer to uh, the 2014 uh, Muppets TV show. But all that is pretty much confirmed is that josh gad and the creators of once upon a time are a big part of it and the only website that like confirmed any other details was called was just there was just one website and that's about it yeah which is never really a good sign no did you see the rumor that uh it's going to take place during the 80s yes that it was like a follow-up after the events of muppets take manhattan or something along those lines yeah so if i'm trying to remember the end of the muppets take manhattan um it's uh kermit at miss piggy yeah get married uh 
and they're also that's also when they're talking about their um, little musical review, Manhattan Memories, that's on Broadway at the beginning of the movie. But it's it seems to be very much, you know, not a not a new formula, but still fun. Just you know, Kermit has to get the gang together. It's, it's a to Muppet movie. It's a it's a plot they've used a lot lately. The Muppets take Manhattan is them having to come get get all the Muppets back together. Very merry Muppet Christmas movie. Got to get all the Muppets back together. Got to Muppets twenty eleven. Get them all back together. <laughs> they got they got to stop splitting up. That's the that's the issue. Yeah, because at the end of every movie, they learn. Man, we we work well together. We're a good family. <laughs> and then whoop, they're gone again. Cause I mean. I don't know. It's weird that uh, if they're all such good friends that their go-to coping mechanism is to just split from each other as soon as possible. Maybe it's a maybe it's a like a a metaphor for just acting in general, where you have to just you you work together so well, but you can't always be doing this. It's it's like they're a, just a little indie group, and yeah, <laughs> pretty soon we'll have the uh, Muppet Kickstarter to get their next show on the road. Oh my god! They yeah, they would do that like a GoFundMe because like Gonzo could, has so be, many medical bills. That would be so <laughs> perfect. Actually, have you ever heard of the cheapest Muppet movie ever made? Yes. Okay, <laughs> I was a I was literally about to ask you. Also this. known as the yeah. greatest Muppet movie that would ever be made, and how has it not been made? Oh my god. Okay, yeah. So we talked about this uh, about a year ago, uh, exactly on the podcast. But so. Uh, this was one of uh, Jim Henson's last uh, uh, project ideas that never really came out of pre-production uh, after he died. But the whole concept was that uh, Kermit and the gang are too busy to make a movie. So they give uh, Gonzo the reins and everything just goes crazy. Like it gets really expensive and then he has to do everything really cheap. And I still don't really know how it would have worked for a full. I, I don't like, either. Movie, the more I've thought about it, I'm like, God, I want. The more I thought out. about it, I was like, this would be great for like a Disney ride. Like, if, like, yeah, you know, I know I, I love exactly Muppet right. Vision more than anything else. It is so dear to my heart. But if it had to be replaced by something, that would be the right thing. I think so. Just something that gets worse and worse as it goes. Yeah, and uh, I mean, also Muppet Vision 3D. There, it's been something weird is happening with it in Florida. That's the biggest issue I've had over overall with the Muppets and Disney is the lack of communication. Just the fact that we know every Marvel movie coming out, we know every Star Wars movie coming out. When something Muppets is announced, it's like, wait, where did this come from? When was where was this? Yeah, like they seemed Disney is like we're going to use them to appear randomly on late night TV shows and maybe random commercials and stuff, but that's about it. But uh they're they're they've been making that area around Muppet Vision 3D in Florida smaller and smaller. Like luckily, uh I was there in 2014, so I was able to kind of see everything, see the the water tower, the fountain, the the uh, the correct sign in front of the ride. Yeah, Uh, my friend was just there and he got me uh, like a a baseball cap uh, of Kermit, but there's all it is like nothing like a couple hats, a couple shirts. And that just it it sounds so weird to me because it's like these characters. The thing I will say that I love is this new Muppet Baby series, because even if it is targeted towards kids, I mean, Disney's biggest 
their biggest audience really is kids. So if kids are buying this, yeah, maybe they're seeing that these characters are really that timeless. And in the, in the mid two thousands, Disney uh, did those uh, two different uh, uh, Muppet specials where it was like the Muppets hanging out with different Disney stars. (laughs) And okay, look, they were, they were dumb and just like the ultimate brand synergy thing, but it was, you know, it was, they, they made these two yeah. primetime specials with the Muppets. And I, I don't know. It's cause on one hand, I won obviously so much Muppet stuff and for them to be successful and, you know, a movie every couple years or Decades of an, an interesting variety show, TV show. But I, I don't know. I, on one hand, there's a small part of me that's like, okay, I understand that Disney realizes that the Muppets aren't the most lucrative. Like when I talk to people uh, about my different Muppets knowledge, like so many dates that I've been on where I've just talked about the Muppets, uh, I don't get... God bless you. I can't <laughs> even bring myself to do that. Well, I, I, uh, I've I, been in a relationship for about like four or five months now and I have a Kermit tattoo and like... That's just out in the open. He there's nothing you can avoid. You can't avoid that one now. He has to look Kermit in the eye and just say like, "This is a part of <laughs> this is a part of things." But but at the same time, what we're seeing with Pandora at Disney World is that no one because no one knows anything about Avatar. But no, if the experience is fun and impressive, then people are gonna go to it. Exactly, and like I. I knew of the Muppets when I was a kid. Like, I mean, I knew whereas every other child grew up watching like Disney, like the jungle book and those movies, I grew up watching the Muppets. They, that was my Disney. And that was just that what, that definitely wasn't my parents' choice. And it was sure. just what I preferred. I mean, the first word I ever learned to say was Elmo. So no way yep, there, there's video proof of it too. So, Oh my god, that's great! But mine was daddy, like a ba- like a dummy, <laughs> like like a basic. Yeah, I'm a I'm a basic I'm a basic boy. Uh, <laughs> I think I know this is off topic, but really thinking about Muppet Vision and just like sure the whole thing is Disney just doesn't understand that the Muppets have to be awful. They just are. They're losers. Yeah, and Disney doesn't get that. The the Muppets they. The theater blows up at the end. I mean, and it ends with Kermit being like, well, at least no one was hurt. <laughs> Half the theater's gone, but they're eh. losers to the world, but they are, they all love and care about each other. Exactly. It's, which is a great message also for kids. It really is. Like, it's just, and that's, I think, why kids can still relate to them. Uh, Jerry Nelson, who dearly missed by all of us, yeah. he said, and, the Muppet guy's talking interview, he said, you know, kids know when they, kids will feel so unwanted or like they aren't accepted in the world. But when they see these characters, they see themselves and they see a family that they can be a part of. Yeah. If anything, it's, it's a really powerful thing because we don't know much about the different Muppets's Muppets, individual families. Like we've seen, uh, Fozzie's family, I believe you see, we we know Kermit's nephew, mm-hmm. Robin, but 
they they aren't really uh talked about that much and you might hear like oh when i was a kid or when i was a tadpole or whatever but exactly how how many times Kermit will be like, oh, I have a thousand brothers and sisters. And then the next interview, oh, I have 2000 <laughs> brothers. And si-. you know, there isn't a consistency to it, but there doesn't need to be. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of this whole symbolism of, you know, when you're off on your own and you don't have your parent, your family around you either because they're far or because, you know, in the world, some people just don't have the luxury of being connected to their family. And the fact that the Muppets all mm-hmm are these rejects that found each other and are able to make something special together. Like it's, it's, yeah. it's noble. And someone and tell like, the Disney company that <laughs> I don't need to know. They, what's the point of having a plot about Kermit dating another character? Like wh- that's never been a big deal. Even with Kermit and Miss Piggy, you know, it was always just a, is it, is it not hinted at? Will they, won't they kind of thing. It was never, set in concrete yet disney seems so dead set to make them they want to make them disney characters where where even if everything goes wrong we sing a hat we sing rainbow connection and everything's better and look i'm the first to admit that you know rainbow connection's a great song it's it's one of the it's it's better than when you wish upon a star yeah because what what do you have a favorite uh muppet song though Ooh, favorite muppet song um, I'm going to go back there someday. That has always been yeah. a song. Like that is just that is not a kids' movie kind of song. Like just <laughs> this. Like I guess maybe like Hunchback, but you know, people will say, "Well, is that really a kids' movie?" <laughs> but <laughs> you know, it's just a very and it's very optimistic still at the end, and that's what I like about the Henson era is stuff goes wrong but they're still optimistic. Yeah, because a bad day isn't just, oh, everything is bad exactly. now. Exactly, and that's why uh, the it's a very Merry Muppet Christmas movie. I can't watch that. It is just so negative and so mean-spirited and so out of character, in my opinion. Is that is that the letters to no, Santa? it's the one? one where Kermit wishes he was dead. <laughs> and wishes he, it, it's, it's, a, it's literally just a parody of It's a Wonderful Life, but like... Come on. There's a point where Kermit is just like, I wish I was never born. And I'm like, that that's not Kermit. That's if that... Yeah, he gets frustrated, but you know. Hmm. I'm trying to think who which would be the the Muppet that would say, I wish I was never born. I could see Gonzo. Gonzo definitely that was something I that was something I also attached to with Gonzo was just, you know, he was this high spirit, crazy guy, but still, you know, if people didn't like him he definitely felt it yeah like the the wishing song mm-hmm. in the original yep. uh muppet movie but i think i think my favorite uh, muppet song and it's one of i know it's my favorite because um i forgot about it for years and then i heard i like it briefly flashed in my head and it flooded uh but halfway down the stairs oh my uh, sung by robin oh my gosh so that, that was is... originally uh i forget it was a poem it was yeah by a. milne yes Uh, the creator of Winnie the Pooh. And it's this really haunting, it's almost a haunting song, but it's, it's the whole song is that uh, the narrator, most likely a child is kind of sad and lost. And so he sits right in the middle uh, of the stairs. So kind of uh, not at the bottom, not at the top, but it's just a place for reflection. And 
there's just something about that in the way that's so beautiful. the way Jerry Nelson delivered it was just so his his singing it's the kind of stuff I could put on my iPod and play and nobody would question I, I do do exactly. that <laughs> exactly and then it's only until a couple minutes in that they're like it's a Muppet song isn't it Josh and I'm like huh <laughs> why why we don't why don't we have an electric mayhem cd how has that not happened that's a good point like, how do we not have this is that? what this is what bothers me so much is there is so much potential for so much why isn't disney doing it like an electric mayhem cd would be great or a cd for like johnny fiyama where it's him poorly singing all these yeah classic like sinatra songs and it's funny if if uh, Disney either hired you to do Muppet history for them, or even if they blatantly ripped you off, I would be so like I would be honored. <laughs> there's, there's, you know, there's forty years of Muppet-related media that they could directly pull from. Like they don't, they don't need to do these Muppet thought of the week things. Like they're oh cute, I guess they were, but and they're it, useless. It's kind of like what you were saying, where it's like. I'm happy to see these characters, but man, there's just so, there's so much it could be like. Also, they're, they're going so hard on Uncle Deadly and I'm, I'm, t- I'm, I'm cool with that. I mean, I've always liked him as a I'm character. I'm cool with that, but how, how is he now basically like a principal character? Okay, that I don't understand. I mean, I guess he was the villain in the 2011 movie, but so was Bobo the Bear. And where's Bobo the Bear getting his, where is, because he's. Well, he got his starring role in Muppets from Space. That was his. That was the Bobo mm-hmm, movie. Exactly. The remote. <laughs> it, just it's eating such, stuff. It's great. That's that movie. My gosh, there's so much funny in it. I think I might try to watch that tonight. After like now that we've been talking about Muppets for so long, I need something. And we've I, wait, we waited out here for a stupid egg. No, it could be full of chocolate. <laughs> it's so. I think. And this is something Frank Oz has said is like the Disney Muppets are just too cute. It is too sugary. It's too it it's too safe yeah. when it doesn't need to be. I love heartwarming stuff, but there's a difference between uh, you know, just oh man, we all survived this movie together and now we're we're whole or something and just like wow we all learned a lesson you know <laughs> like all all the ends of the movies were cute and nice in some way but it not always ends in all some of them kind hugging. of bad thing happening for the most part like the muppet movie start it ends with like an explosion and then it ends and then great muppet caper they get thrown out of an airplane <laughs> like yeah perfect <laughs> and the thing that Oh man, I I guarantee you've probably done an episode on the 2011 movie, right? We actually didn't. Really? No, that was, so we did we've done I think 5 or 6 different Muppet episodes, but that that's one that we haven't touched yet. You don't want me for that one. <laughs> I I It's a movie I sh- I don't talk about because I lose followers when I do. I mean, it's it's fan fiction, essentially. It is, but it feels so Disney and not in a good way. Like, I tried to watch it a few days ago, and it's so just bizarre how it's done. I get it. I mean, I on the other, on one hand, though, I do, I do like it because, you know, before 
that movie it was they were just doing those movie specials and we did cover the muppets wizard of oz which is probably the worst (laughs) it It is it it is i tried watching that a few weeks ago and i couldn't i made it 15 minutes and i'm like you guys tried why is she the main character what is disney's deal with making the humans the focal point like and they, yeah, and I, I think that that was probably one of the the issues with it is that Jason Siegel was the main character in his Muppet and, movie. He made I, he made the Muppet his Muppet fan fiction, like you said, where he gets to save the Muppets. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I do remember going to see that in theaters and just being so excited too. that oh, this is a new Muppets movie, and we still have a tote bag that we got <laughs> as like a promotional tie-in, uh, and then Muppets Most Wanted was. Uh, was, also that was the most fun. muppet I, thing I, I think they've done since since the purchase like i think we're doing a sequel is probably the best yeah muppet one of the best muppet movie songs ever because it even though it's kind of awkward now because they made a joke about toy story 4 exactly being like, oh my god maybe maybe it's a whole thing maybe disney doesn't like that they aren't so suck up <laughs> But at the same time, now that they own Marvel, now that they own all this stuff from 20th Century Fox, Disney has to learn how to let these different properties speak for themselves. And even though Mm -hmm. it might not be brand cohesion, but people want, uh, you know, things that are true to brand like Disney owns Deadpool and they have to deal with that. (laughs) And they've said, we're going to make an R-rated Deadpool. And I'm thinking, why can't you make a Muppets where it's not intended to make you feel sad? And also uh, in Muppets Most Wanted, I think the interrogation song, I got chills the first time I saw it. I was like, this is the most clever thing I've ever it seen. It is. It really is. But they got to get a new marketing person. Like the people will see Constantine and they're like, oh, it's the evil Kermit. And I'm like, no, it's not. The- <laughs> Constantine or- is a completely different character. <laughs> Who is not? Who is performed by the same person who performed? Well, not at but the not time. anymore. <laughs> Oh man, have you? Uh, we can we can talk about it off mic, but all the all the stuff about Steve Whitmire and the whole situation with his firing is uh, a lot. It's maybe a lot. maybe if they let the the Muppet performers be more public, maybe honestly, the biggest problem I had with that was all the people saying, "Well, where? Why don't they get a new voice actor?" No, oh my god, oh, I have yelled at people about that. I've, I. <laughs> You don't understand. You don't run a Muppet Twitter account. Oh, my God. I can the only imagine I your get... mentions are great and also the most frustrating thing ever. It, it is because for every comment I get that's like, this is bringing back great memories. Thank you so much. I get one that's like, yo, did you know that the, the coffee guy was Kermit? And I'm like, did I know? No. <laughs> did I know? I know that you're wrong. <laughs> Let me explain. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Like last night I posted something where uh, Kermit is saying goodnight to Robin and I got several mentions of when was Kermit a dad? Jesus Christ. <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm like, oh boy. And it's this weird feeling of, do I correct them or do I just let someone else at some point? Well, I mean, you have, you have a, you have a pretty decent following. So I think if you're listening yeah. to this and you're a fan of uh, Muppet history, uh, you take care of it. <laughs> Josh is busy. I got other I got to find other things to post that no nobody cares about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's any, because I mean, for the most part, everything that I've thought about, ooh, it'd be cool if they posted that and it's gotten posted. So uh, yeah, you're doing, 
You're doing a great job. It, it usually <laughs> just depends on what I'm watching that day. That really is a huge influence on it. So, like, a few days ago, I started watching the Best of the Muppet Show, like, those releases. And if you look, you can tell because that's what I'm posting clips from are those episodes. Yeah. It's a lot of fun just to see and interact with other people that uh, have this uh, love and obsession that they can't uh, talk to other people about. Exactly. And <laughs> it was weird. As I said that, I looked over and looked at my pair of uh, Kermit the Frog mittens that I bought at <laughs> Disney World. <laughs> and I was just like, boy, this is this feels appropriate right now. It, it really is. Like, it's so, it's, it is fun to talk to these people, but there are definitely frustrating moments but i love it all the same like i wouldn't want it any differently yeah well if people are starting to get on your back about uh is who's kermit's son then i will happily (laughs) step in for you oh the 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 ones that are just difficult to not deal with but difficult to help are like i think you'll understand where you can't just post i can't just post like a whole three paragraph thing about one little special Oh, of course. Then nobody's going to retweet that. No one's going to want to share that. But then I'll get in my mentions, people going, well, why didn't you mention? (laughs) And it's like. You will never be able to please everybody. Yeah. So I just kind of, I try to dive deep when I can. And when I notice a lull in likes and people in interaction, I'm like, well, let's bring it to some more familiar territory. Yeah, like you you do one for you, one for them. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, have you seen uh, The Tiny Fuppets? The what? Okay. So this this is your homework assignment as we're wrapping up this episode. So oh, oh uh, Tiny Fuppets is uh, a parody of... Uh, Muppet Babies, but the parody is that it is a Muppet Babies ripoff produced in Portugal, and it's like this whole weird in-universe thing of how uh, the tiny Fuppets were uh, copied and became the Muppets. So it's this whole thing. This is making me think of a like a Wonder Shows in and those kinds of things. Yeah, it's 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 very similar to that. Where it, like it's not you know violent or dirty, but it's just a weird uh, like copy of a copy of a copy to create this Frankenstein nonsense. Uh, and it's especially as a Muppets fan, but even just as uh, a person, it is uh, a good time. <laughs> I will definitely have to check that out. That sounds right up my alley. But, but yeah, uh, all in all, like, I, thank you so much uh, for coming on and just, uh, just t- talking and rambling about the Muppets for about an hour with me. I really appreciate oh, it. Oh, no, no, no worries. I love it. It's something I really enjoy doing. Yeah. So, uh, real quick before we go, uh, would you like to kind of talk a little bit about, um, uh, Muppet history and kind of where they can find you and kind of what kind of things you are posting? Well, you can find me at Muppet History on Instagram or Muppet History on Facebook or History Muppet on Twitter because I thought out because at this at the time I created it I didn't think it was going to go anywhere so I thought it eh, would a funny joke if I changed the name and so <laughs> now I, I've thought about changing it to be what it to be correct but then I'm thinking all these people are going to be someone will be confused if I do so yeah I know it's part I'll of the just, brand I'll just do that so. Yeah, that and really, it's like you said, it's just nostalgic clips, some fun facts, just kind of my way of showing the world that, hey, 
Disney might not want, may not be doing anything to help you remember these characters, but maybe I can. Yeah. And who knows, maybe in 17 years when we have a new Muppets movie, maybe you'll get a little special thanks in the credits maybe. there. I think really the the thing that I've tried to, outside of just like the clips and stuff, is just show the kind of person Jim Henson was, the kind of person we really could use today. Yeah, because I think people think of him as, oh, he, you know, he's the creator of the Muppets. He uh, was the voice of Kermit. Um, but when you really look at all the things that he did, he, like, say what you will about Walt Disney and his personal life, but Walt Disney was a visionary and he was an innovator and in a very similar vein, so is Jim Henson. And yeah. it would be great if uh, the world kind of saw and accepted the Muppets and all of Jim's creations in even a fraction of the sense that uh, Disney and all of their creations get. Oh, absolutely. And just how the stuff he created, especially film-wise, is still being used today. I mean, the fact is, if you see a puppet on TV and it's not behind a theater box, yeah, that's because of Jim. And uh, all the technology that puppeteers use nowadays, like we, I said uh, at the beginning, the the monitors, the headsets... All of these seemingly simple innovations, that was Jim just working and truly collaborating with his staff to create the best possible product. Even if it wasn't uh, his vision, he always went for what was best. Yeah, and he wanted to see what was next. It was always about what what can we do? What, yeah. Where are we going and next? Where we're going next, who knows? But we'll see when Disney Plus launches and... Maybe Josh Gad will do us all well. <laughs> or maybe they'll just at least have their old series. Yeah, I think we can go. Because they, they all, all, a lot of the DVDs are out of print now, right? The original show. I still see uh, I'll see them occasionally. But then it's like, oh, well, where, where's season four and five? <laughs> that's it. Yeah, the one season hasn't even been released yet. But yeah. that's another story for another day. But... <laughs> But Josh, thank you so much uh, for coming on. Uh, as always, you can find Kid Flicks wherever you listen to podcasts. Please rate and review us on iTunes. really helps us out. And uh, we will hear you next week. And go, go, Gadget, and show. <laughs>